Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction or who are searching for a better way to live. In this series, The Life, you'll study the life of Jesus. Who is he? What is he really like? Does he care about me? Rich and Susan Collenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom over two decades ago from their lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. They found biblical answers and now share their experience of freedom on Freedom to Choose. Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. And we'd like to welcome you once again to Freedom to Choose. And this is our series on the life. And it's program number 11 on the life. And it's the, the topic of the day, of course, is the demoniac. And the demoniac. Is it interesting? Um, Interesting backdrop, because when you think about, uh, if you heard the opening song, uh, Do You Love Your Neighbor? And and I, I I don't know if we do or not. Do we read the Bible with the backdrop of that? Do you love your neighbor? And, you right. know, and, and everything that's going on and what Jesus is doing and how he's caring for people and, and how they're trying, they're chasing him around and trying to kill him and accusing so, him of stuff. So what glasses do we Right, what lens we... do we look through? Right. Because God is doing everything he can for to care for humanity in human form as he comes down. And, you know, that's kind of the backdrop I think we need to be looking at. And this story about the demoniac is going to be a classic example. Kind of highlights those points. Oh, man, it's real life. Right. It's real life stuff. Susan, would you, would you open with a word of prayer before we get going? Yes. Our loving Father in heaven, we thank you for the opportunity to... Um, to observe and to discuss the the important truths that you have dis, um, that you've lived and you've displayed for us in the Bible, we just pray now that you will um, help each one of us that are participating, those that are listening, and and for Rich and I that we would be able to do justly to your character. And we thank you in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Now, last time we talked about Jesus calming the storm, and once again. The Bible, are, a lot of times, is real-life stories that are metaphors. I mean, you think about a storm raging, mm-hmm. um, what, do you, what do you think of? Probably and, the storm that rages inside my head sometimes, exactly. right, or inside my heart. Exactly. So Jesus is walking up, you know, and, he, and he's going to— and, and we're going to talk about what happens after he literally calms the storm on the, storm on the sea. And, and right, as soon as he steps— It's this great miracle that great he miracle, performs. And right. he calms the storm, okay? And then he, he gets out of the boat, and he goes to the shore, and as soon as they step on the beach, they've got another storm they've got to deal with. They're greeted by a sight uh, that's more terrible than the, than the wild ride they just had on the boat. Uh, f- from some hiding place among the tombs, a couple of madmen, they rush upon them, as, if, just like they're going to tear them into pieces. Right, and hanging on these men were parts of chains which they had broken and escaped from wherever it was that they were being held prisoners. Their flesh was torn and bleeding where they had cut themselves with sharp stones. Okay, now, why would someone cut themselves with sharp stones? Well, I know that we believe that it has to do with um, something that happens, um, you know, probably has happened throughout history. 
and it's the addiction of, of self-mutilation, of cutting, of cutting. oneself. Now, right. why would someone do that? Well, it's it's a lot easier to deal with emotional pain if you can cancel it out with physical pain. Okay, so in other words, because I know I just I just thought about something. Do we know the damage that certain drugs and alcohol do on the brain? Yes. And, do, and, and I mean, I know when I was out there, I knew I was killing brain cells. Right. And it was I knew I was mutilating my body, mm-hmm. but I was doing it to kill pain. So addictions are pretty much the same. We don't really care how much damage we do to our physical being as long as it will get us out of the emotional pain. Mm-hmm. You with me? Right. So you got these... As an escape. As an escape, right? So so these guys are, they're obviously, there's a storm raging mm-hmm. in their minds. And physically. And physically. Obviously. Right. And so the, what they're doing to themselves is evident. Now, this is one of the hardest addictions to um, overcome is a cutting addiction. Right. And... Um, I put it right up there with smoking. Yeah. Smoking's difficult. You know, I didn't quit smoking until after I stopped drinking alcohol and doing drugs. Well, for me, and well, after we got clean and sober from that, yeah, and it took me many years beyond that. Four years, yeah. To, um, and knowing all along, too, that um, it was not healthy for me, but yet I still exercised my freedom to continue to smoke. And so did you know when you were smoking that you were harming your lungs? Yes. Yeah, but but the knowledge of that, did no good because right. the the reward far outweighed the knowledge that you have, and that so I this had is damage. The, yeah, that was a, that damage was happening. So you yes. were still in pain, right? And that's why you were still smoking, right? See, so you quit the alcohol, you quit the drugs, but you're still in pain. So God's turned the boat; He's turned you, right? But you're still in pain, and you're still dealing with that pain. A little bit, giving a little bit of God and a little bit to the pack of cigarettes. Right. Right? Right. And, and you know, once the cigarettes goes, then you've got the issue of food <laughs> that or, comes or along. Or whatever. Or, or gossip or, or whatever. Or digital media or whatever it may be, whether it's even, you know, watching television programs that on the surface are, you know, not harmful, but when it's taking when it's taking you out of you mm-hmm. when you're or, when you're doing something to kind of veg out from who you're who you are as a person or what you're feeling then that because that comes to the point where it's going to um damage mm-hmm. the brain okay so the uh image of humanity sometimes it it especially with these guys these these demoniacs they roll in and they're cutting themselves and they're not acting they're not in the right mind right and and of course mankind was created in the image of god and so these guys are acting more like wild beasts than like men and so the d- disciples and they all cut out of there in terror but they noticed that jesus wasn't with them as they ran and they turned to look for him and he was standing there uh, where they'd left him by the demoniacs. Right. Jesus, the one who had quieted the storm, met Satan and conquered him in the wilderness, did not run from the madmen. When the men gnashed their teeth and they were foaming at the mouth um, and they approached him, Jesus raised that same hand which had stopped the waves and the men were stopped in their tracks. That's, it's interesting, the authority that he commanded. I mean, remember he 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 goes into the temple when they're in the money changers and here's one guy. Right. 
and they all, all the priests and the money changers and the high priest, everybody runs out of the temple, and the only thing that's left in there are the, are the, 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 the people outcasts that are, right. and the children. Right. So somehow he chases out the priests and the money changers and the animals, but the children and the outcasts are not afraid of him. Right. God, it, it is mind-boggling what God can do. So with authority now, he commands the unclean spirits to come out of the, the men. And, of course, if you've ever had God tap you on the shoulder, which I did, that, that sense, whatever it is, penetrates your mind. Mm-hmm. I had a sense that everything was going to be all right, that it was going to be real simple, but it wasn't going to be easy. Mm-hmm. But, so somehow he penetrates the dark minds, and they realize that there's one person, the person that's in front of them, that can save them from these tormenting demons. You know, do you... Do you have? Did you have demons? Do you have demons? What we, you know? What what are demons? What? Well, I think demons are anything that can come into your life, or that you have fear of, or 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 that something that controls, controls you, controls you, and and takes away your your um, spiritual nature. That God's God gives you that. God gives you, um, you know, the ability to choose between a spiritual nature and a carnal nature. And so I think the demons come in when we, um, you know, when we're giving ourselves over to selfishness. Okay, because what does James say? <laughs> right. That, Man is drawn away by his own love. See, right. Satan doesn't take what he wants. Right. Exactly. We have to give ourselves exactly. over to him. Right. And yeah. it's that it's that giving that self over that one nature to the other nature. So we have a spiritual nature which is supposed to be other focused, God focused, and and do you love your neighbor focused? Exactly. And we give it over to. What's in it for me? Selfish. Focus. How am I gonna make things work out for me? And then you know, the demons and you know because it's that it's that self, um, self serving, self serving nature and behavior that causes the de- the demons. Yeah. So I'm wondering. I mean, is it is human nature as such as the more you serve self, the more you're going to want to serve self? Yes. You ever seen that in people? Mm-hmm. They they go one way and they become more and more and more selfish. Right, and I think that this story is a is a real um a clear example of what of what demonic um having being possessed by a demon um looks like, you know, kind of like as a metaphor, but and it's because they've lost every they all they do is focus on self and so they've completely lost their ability. So what I'm trying to say is I think that sometimes we can be um, possessed by a nature other than our spiritual nature, even well, you, even though we're not, you know, in the graveyard in in rags and cutting ourselves, that we can go through normal life and still be possessed by a spirit of criticism or judgmentalism or whatever it may or be, or a spirit of fear, right. and pain, right? Which you you, you just which said, causes, you, you know, ju- you just said that you knew that the cigarettes were doing damage to you, right? But you were still, see, so the knowledge itself doesn't do. Can't overtake that nature. Right. It's only through the Spirit of God. Exactly. Right. That's the, that's the miracle that happens. Right. And so um, these, these men come up to him. They fall at the feet of Jesus to worship him. But when they open their mouths, the demons spoke through them. And they said, what do we have to do with you, Jesus? You're, you're the Son of God of the Most High. Um, I, I pray, please don't torment me. And Jesus asked, what is your name? And the answer was, my name is Legion, for we are many. 
Interesting, interesting. So these guys had a lot going. They had a, they had a real storm going on between their ears, didn't they? Right. And so uh, using the, the suffering men, uh, the demons asked Jesus something. Now, you know the story. On a mountainside, there's a herd of swine feeding, and the demons asked to be allowed to enter into the pigs, and Jesus let them. Right. So the pigs, they rush madly down the cliff, and they go into the lake, and they die. Meanwhile, a remarkable change comes over the demoniacs. Light had shone into their minds, their eyes beamed with intelligence, and the faces that had been so deformed by the image of the devil became suddenly, all of a sudden, they were pleasant. Their blood-stained hands were quiet, and with glad voices, the men praised God for their deliverance. Amazing. You ever wonder why the demons wanted to go into the pigs? No. Well, I mean, I yes, would I like have, to but it... I, I'd like to use some sanctified reason, okay. if I can, because Satan would want to turn the people away from Jesus. You could any way he can, any way he can. Right. The town that was their economy, the pigs. Right. So he knew if he could get into the pigs, he could destroy the economy. Everybody would be upset with Jesus, which is what happened. Right. And see, but see, Jesus knew that in the long term. Right. He was be, willing to take the the rap for ruining, the, you know, for for being so because after this happened, they outcasted him from yeah, their, from their society. So right? temporarily, the, right. the devil he won the battle. Right. But he did not win the war right. because, as we know, as the story unfolds, and we'll talk about it, those guys go around to the Decapolis, and when Jesus comes back the next time. Bingo. And we'll go through yeah. all that, but it's it's interesting. You hopefully see, we get to it. Hopefully we yes. get to it. But you see the battle between good and evil, and the devil says, oh, so, yeah, I and, won this battle. And sometimes it looks as though evil ha- can overtake good, but like you say, that's a battle. It's not the war. Yeah, it's not the war. Right. So so it looked like Satan had won this little battle. The pigs go. The people get upset. They see him going into the ocean. And then, uh, they but, ne- but then you have the men, and they're clothed, and they're in their right mind. Yeah. And they're sitting at the fe- feet of Jesus, listening to his words, and glorifying the name of the one who had made them whole. And like you said, the people who lost the pigs seem to be, they seem to be more important than the deliverance of these, of these men. Right, right. And so these guys are in their right mind. The, the pigs go down. They, they go in the ocean. Now, from the cliff... The keepers of the pigs had seen everything that had happened, and they hurried away to announce the news to their employers and to all the people. And in fear and amazement, the town flocked to meet Jesus. The two demoniacs had been the terror of the country. Up until now, no one was safe to even go near the place where they'd hung out. They would rush upon every traveler with the fury of demons. And now what happens? So they become uh, a changed, change, they have changed lives. And, yeah. and the, the sad thing is, is that the people, you know, who had lost the pigs were more concerned about that yeah. than they were the fact that these men were delivered. Yeah. So it was in a mercy, believe it or not now, it's in mercy to the owner of the pigs that Jesus allowed the destruction of the pigs because what he was trying to do was to get their attention. He got their attention. And he got their attention. Yes. Even though they were focused on the wrong thing, he got their attention. They got to see the two men in their right mind. Right. And Jesus also, he wanted to break the spell of their selfish lack of interest in spiritual things so that they might accept his grace. So they, but instead they regret, they regretted the loss of the pigs and they had resentment about Uh it and it uh blinded their eyes to his mercy, which was the whole point of everything to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. They was a display of. 
Jesus's mercy to these demoniacs. Yeah, well, I can just see one guy pointing at the two demoniacs, and they're in their right mind, and he's going, look at they're in their right mind, and the other guy's going, well, what about the pigs? Right, we lost what all about of the our pigs? pigs, right? What are we going to do? Yeah. yeah, you think about that in your life. Are we, are we going through our life, and there's all these miracles going on, all around us, and we're saying to ourselves, "What about the pigs?" Right, worried about, about the, the temporary. Things we're worried about the pigs instead of the eternal right. um, consequences. So, what kind of seeds do you suppose this planted? Now, remember, remember the stoning of Stephen, when Saul is standing there, who became Paul, and he's holding the coats of those who stoned Stephen, and Stephen is looking up and he's saying, "Father, forgiveness, don't don't forgive them." And 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 Paul's going in his mind, you know that. That deceiver said that. That guy Jesus said the same thing. How could he say forgive them? They don't know what they do while he's stoning them. And it's a seed that got planted in his mind, see? And so all these people go see the demoniacs in their right mind, and they're worried about the pigs, but the seed is now planted. Right, exactly. And so I think that's a really good, um, um, a very good thing to be able to, for everybody to understand you know, sometimes we won't have the opportunity to study the Bible or to um, discuss huge um, spiritual concepts with somebody, but we can plant a seed yeah. through our behavior and through the way we talk and, and our willingness to help somebody actually plants a seed for the kingdom and the littlest things, right? Sure. There was a um, a woman that I knew, and she always would tell me, you know, be a sermon in shoes. Yeah. So instead of, you know, trying to get somebody to listen to a sermon, be that sermon. Sure. In your everyday life. So well, you No, know, that's a good point that you bring up, because if you think about it, these demoniacs. Were sermons in they shoes, never, right? Yeah, they never heard one sermon. Right. They never wrote, read one text of Bible. That's right. What they had was what nobody could argue with, right. and that was, I was lost, there was a storm between my ears, I was cutting myself, I was in chains, I couldn't be controlled, and the next thing I knew, I got a tap on the shoulder, and the kindest person I've ever known freed me from that. And I think that many times, um, even though we our lives were... Um, full of destruction and pain and sorrow, it's it's almost as though because we were so um, much at the bottom of the barrel and we have met that Savior, just like the, the demoniacs, we have the knowledge in our own personal lives of what Jesus can do to change us. And that's the whole purpose of why we have our ministry and why we do the program and go to the Folsom Prison is because... Um, we want to be able to communicate to people that, yes, you can be that demon, but with through the power of God, you can be changed. Yeah. Now, I remember you said something that, uh, the other day about, um, I'm going to share something with you guys, but uh, some t- uh, S- Susan has a condition where she's got to be on some medication in regards to her physical condition, and she, got, she wasn't able to, to get the medication one time. And remember, you got really tired? Okay, yeah. Remember, and you got really, really tired. And mm-hmm. then I said, well, you're, you, I don't think you realize how tired you are <gasps> yes. until you get better. Right. And so once she got better, she goes, oh, man, man, I did not realize how tired I was. It's the well, same. And how sick I was right. until, we, until I got well. Right. And it's the same thing spiritually. We go down that selfish track and we don't realize how sick we really are right. unless we start to look to God and start to get well. And I look back now and I go... Man, I was sick, and now I'm looking back at just recent stuff ago, and still seeing right. how sick I am. Right. I'm getting well, but I'm, you know what I'm saying? Right. But that's the thing. You don't really know how bad it is until you start to pull out of it, and then you, you remember how bad it really was. 
So these guys here, they're st- I'm sure this is resonating with them. They're in their right mind, and they want to get on the boat with him, right? Absolutely. Uh, so, and, so, and not only do they they they, they want to stay with Jesus, they want to go wherever he goes, um, because the reason why is in their presence. Yeah, they felt secure from the demons that had tormented their lives right. and wasted everything about their lives. Um, and so he, Jesus is getting into the boat, and they they stay next to him yeah. and they kneel at his feet and they Seems like say, the right please place. let us go with you. We want right. to be with you. Um, and it's because they wanted to get more from, from the being. Give me that one is, sermon. Yeah, I mean, come or, on. You know, I, no, I, I don't want to let you go. Just right. like Mary, you know, right. was at Jesus's feet. They want more, but it's, that's they got not di- what it was meant but, to be. But they had a different problem and what their problem was took a specific prescription. Right. And he said, no, you go to those t- 10 cities in this area called the Decapolis, and you tell them what I've done you for you. you got to go spread the good news of salvation and I, how you have been brought to Jesus and how it's changed your life. You know, a lot of old church meetings used to be like that. All people, there was no preacher. That all, right. all people did was get up and give their testimony. Right, right. And you see, what these guys did was they went around and they gave their testimony, and people were blown away. And you know what? Some of them forgot about the pigs. Absolutely. And see, this is something that everyone can do whose hearts have been touched by the grace of God. John, the beloved disciple, wrote, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life, that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you in First John. Yeah. So that's our that's our thing is to go and declare that power. That's all the book of John. That's all the gospels are. Right. They're just saying they're just writing what the they pow- saw. Right, exactly. It's all it is, you know, it and remember that God's word, it's God's word. They say, okay, there's power in the world. No, the word testifies of the one who has the power. Right. That's what those stories are. And it's that battle between good and evil, that battle between Christ and Satan, that, that you see the battle raging. The Satan says, I'll go into the pigs and I'll destroy the town. And Jesus says, okay, I'll let them into the pigs. That'll get their attention. Right. So that when those people went around and, and, and when those two guys went around and they gave their testimony— Everybody, everybody had heard of it. They said, yeah, I want to. Yeah, I wanna, they, knew I wanna, yeah right? they knew their reputation, right? Yeah, they knew their reputation. I want to go see these guys. I want to listen to these guys, see what happened. They had, they, you know, the and demons were cast into the pigs. Absolutely. And so the thing is, is I think in each one of our individual lives, we have to say, well, has the grace of God changed me? And how? And then how can I testify to that in my everyday life? And you know what? It's not even just the words that come out of your mouth. It's the actions that we do. And I always say, you know, where can you work? You know, is it letting people get in front of you on the freeway? Is Every it, little thing. Is it helping a mom who's struggling with kids to get her groceries in the car? I guess i got to be a little bit careful because everybody's afraid of catching germs and everything right now. But, yeah, but- um, you know, we can be um, we can be those lights in a dark world. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really all we're called to be, just be, just be an influence for good. In your little part of the world, it's 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 not rocket, rocket science. science. It really isn't. Kind gentleness. Look at what Jesus did for these guys. He just gave them a little tap on the shoulder, and and uh, and changed them forever. They but, rest- he restored them. Yeah. The, but the the interesting thing is, is if if we look at Jesus like like a doctor, we see him prescribing certain things for certain people. Paul's prescription when he was Saul, his first prescription, believe it or not, was to get knocked off a horse. Yep. 
God had to force a pill down his throat. Right. And he may have to do, I got knocked off my horse. You told me hit the road. Right. Remember? Yep. I got knocked off my horse. That was my prescription in order to get me to at least admit that, you know, the last 25 years of my life, I had everything 180 degrees off. Right. You know, so God will give us what we need. The question is, are we going to accept it, accept it for what it is? And are we going to recognize it? Because sometimes the hardest trials of our lives are the things that are going to lead us to a closer walk with God. Things are getting tough out there right now, folks. Hold your head high. You're sons and daughters of the king of the universe. Okay, and there's a lot of hate and there's a lot of nasty stuff out there. Um, It's not going to do any of us any good to To participate participate in the hate. In in the hate. So uh, that's the main thing. Now, uh, we have resources. You can go to www.justasiamministries.com or give us a call at 916-645-1297. And remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Thank you for listening to Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could It Be This Simple, The Way Out of Your Prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening, and remember, You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.